Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Song. With your host, Daryl Prale. Join us as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. Thank you, Paul. Good afternoon, folks. Daryl Prell here with another episode of Inside, Inside Sales, where we actually talk, you know, what I like to say is bread and butter, meat and potatoes, the actual tangible, tactical takeaway conversations that you can listen to, learn from, and immediately implement so that your sales development career is a huge success. And what I love most about this podcast is that I get to connect with the industry's biggest and brightest, those who are changing the game, those who have been there, those who have done it, those who are in the middle of figuring it all out, and they have a little bit of wisdom to bring back to the conversation and share with me, and we share it together with you, of course. Uh, along the way, what I love to do is ask those hard questions, and you know I'm being successful in that when they stammer or you have those long pauses. If I can get one long pause in an episode, then I'm feeling like I did my job. So if you don't follow me actively, please do so. Go to LinkedIn. You can follow me as Daryl Prail. I'm also on Twitter, and you can follow me on uh, my handle, which is Opinionated, because I do have opinions from time to time. Let me spell that for you. That's O-H-P-I-N-I-O-N, the number 8 T-E-D. So do that. I'll be grateful. Finally, if you haven't done it already, please subscribe to the show. We'd be most grateful. Give us reviews, all that fantastic stuff. It helps us out immensely. So one of the topics we get a lot, and I mean a lot, is how do I shape, how do I control, how do I approach my my career path? You know, how do I get promoted? What's the end game? What are the steps in between? You know, for those who have gone before us and have had, had success, maybe you're today a vice president, but once upon a time, you were lower on the pole. You were just doing your job, making your calls, sending those emails, reaching out and trying to close deals, qualify, set appointments, whatever it might be where you're at. How did you get from there to here? You get that a lot. Even most recently, I was on a debate with my fellow VP of sales here at Vanilla's office. His name is Scott Amerson. It was a fantastic debate. It was moderated by Chad Burmeister of ScaleX. And the conversation was around who owns the SDR, the sales development rep team. Is it sales or is it marketing? And we kind of floated it out there on social media, on LinkedIn, before the show took place, uh, to drive, to listen, to register, uh, but also to drive the conversation. And, man, were we blown away with the conversation and opinions but more than anything, what we saw over and over and over again was concerns that if we had the SDR team in the marketing, that would affect the SDR's career progression. Today, ultimately, you want to be an account exec, a business development rep, whatever it might be. Career progression was number one, and that was the catalyst. That was the inspiration for today. So I thought to myself, who can I talk to who is, like, really smart in this topic? That if you haven't met them, I'm going to introduce you to him now. My guest today, Kevin Mulrain. He is the VP of Global Mid-Market Sales. He's with a fine firm called Global Web Index. 
They're kind of cool. They do a lot of consumer insights and research. Their big game is around understanding how people are using digital. In fact, I believe one of the claims to fame is they have the largest survey of digital consumers to just track this various information. Kevin's kind of a cool cat. He's got, uh, we'll say, ballpark 15 people on the sales organization that he works with on a daily basis across multiple geographies and locations. And this topic is something he has a lot of opinion on, a lot of uh, expertise and experience on. And we're going to grill him today. And you're going to walk away with stuff you can do. So with that all said, Kevin, welcome to the show, my friend. This is awesome, Daryl. Thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped. How was that for a build-up? Did I make you sound special and important and all that wonderful stuff? A little special, a little important, a little nervous as well. So I'm hoping I can give you that, that you know, that long pause uh, at some point in this. But no, really, <laughs> really excited to be a part of this. Now, if you don't know Kevin, or this is the first time meeting him, he is on Twitter at Kevin Moraine, M-U-L-R-A-N-E. And I think you can handle Kevin. But he's also on uh, on LinkedIn, and his URL is Kevin Moraine on the end of, you know, the LinkedIn.com slash in. So you got to love that, Kevin Moraine. So follow him while you're listening. So, Kevin, let's talk about the path to promotion. Like right now, you're a VP of the global mid-market sales, which is, hey, I mean, you're there, man. You're in the senior ranks. Where did your career in sales start at what point what level of the hierarchy did you come in as yeah so it was a entry-level sales role selling print advertising so it was a b2b publication and i was pretty much calling on any type of hr advertiser that would answer the phone essentially definitely a very traditional sort of a concept a lot of heavy phone work a lot of calls a lot of volume in an environment where you couldn't really hide, you know, you had to, you had to show up, you had to put the work in and in terms of performance, you had to find a way to win. So I really look at it almost as my boot camp of sales, like really, really went through the trenches, learned a lot of amazing things, but that's what sort of gave me the foundation to build off of. Print advertising for those who haven't done it, cause I know <laughs> the world has changed a little bit. That was, that was a killer, killer. And I don't mean killer in a good way. I mean killer in a bad way. That was a killer job. Because, man, did you make a lot of calls, and, man, did you get a lot of rejection. Am I accurate when I say that, Kevin? Yeah, dealing with no uh, was a was a daily, hourly occurrence. It was a lot of volume. It was definitely in a period where you saw print advertising declining and declining, and obviously things like digital, things like conferences, events. There was a lot of other mediums where those dollars were going. So not only was the dedication and work ethic had to be there, but really, in terms of your technical selling ability, your skills, you had to be on top of your game at all times to have one call. You know, like we all, of course, are going to make mistakes and mess up on calls, but your margin for error was very, very slim. Can I ask how long ago that was? Am I rude to ask? I don't need age, but me, let's work backwards. How many years ago was that job that you were, that where you got first into the field? Yeah, that's a good question. No, that's going back, uh, what, 12, 13 years ago. All right. So that gives you context. That's good. So 12, 13 years later, he's in the senior ranks, which actually, in all seriousness, that's really well done. You know, it takes a while tonight to get there. And and guys and gals, you know, sometimes I'll be candid with you. Sometimes it's a little bit of luck, a little bit of opportunity, but you got to set yourself up for position. I've got, uh, I got two kids, Kevin. They're, they're 22 and 24 right now and they're out of school and they're finally adulting on their own Mm -hmm. and starting their careers. And uh, now they're one of our sales, but the concept of shaping their career path and what do they have to do, it's interesting to watch. My 22-year-old desperately looking for that job and just wants to start. My 24-year-old's been working for a couple years already, 
and didn't get it right away. It was just like, it was so much excitement. It's like, hey, I'm working. I'm doing something. I, I got a job in my field. Now it's two years later, and now he's going, okay, what do I need to do? How's my social media? Did I need help with my social media? Okay, how's my, my certain skills? Like, you know, I need to diversify my skills. I need, how's my network? And these are things that are blowing me away that he's even having these conversations on, that he's even thinking about it. Because Lord knows I've been hammering it in his head, you know, for years, but he's finally getting there. So let's talk a little bit about, from your point of view, and the big picture, if I'm thinking about, you know, my path to promotion, and it doesn't necessarily have to be to be in the C-suite or a VP, just maybe that next gig. Let's talk about some of the basics that you need to be thinking about, be intentional about, to position yourself to progress. Where would you start? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me personally, this is a topic I'm, I'm really passionate about, and, and uh, I think I am having these discussions quite often uh, within my role. But for me personally, I had a pretty clear idea fairly early on that I wanted to get into more of a sales leadership, sales coaching type of a role versus being that individual contributor. I didn't exactly know what it looked like. I did not have VP of global mid-market sales written down on a piece of paper that I was aspiring for every single day. I knew that was a general path I wanted to go down. So for me, it was let's plant a flag out there and let's figure out exactly what is it that I need to do to, to get there. And so that was able, at least for me, to make sure that whether it was what I was doing on a day-to-day or my jumps along the way, I was being fairly tactical in the sense that it's a linear path. It makes sense in terms of what my long-term goal is. A lot of the conversations that I'm having, for instance, are with either junior salespeople or even on sales development reps where they want that path to promotion for an account executive. And I think especially for sales development, entry-level sales, it's super important to really take a look at the KPIs, the metrics. Literally, what is it that I need to do every single day that's going to drive success for me, right? Whether it's the number of calls I need to make, the amount of leads you need to identify, demos to qualify, email sent, whatever it is, but really look at the hard facts of what is it that I need to do every day to do this and to achieve this. And it's about preparation, planning, and setting yourself up for success to do that day in and day out. But until you understand exactly what it's going to take from a KPI, more of a a hard metric perspective, it's going to be really tough for you to get there. So is this something that your boss gives you? If, you know, you're, you're the SDR. Are, are you saying, yo, 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 boss, please tell me what are the KPIs I need to do? Or is this something that you're taking the initiative? So I'm making this up right now. If the boss says, uh, yo, Billy, you need to make 40 calls a day, 40 calls to brand new prospects. Uh, we're going to talk about emails with social and everything else. Just 40 calls a day. Yeah. Do you say my KPI is now 40? Or do you say, okay, I understand I have to do 40, but my personal KPI, cause I want to stand out from the crowd or I want to get, you know, I want to, you know, I want to develop my skills faster. And the only way I can do that is through experience. So my personal KPI is 50 calls a day. You understand what I'm asking? You know, yeah. how much of, of these metrics are influenced and dictated to you by the firm you work at versus you impose upon yourself. The ultimate goal there is the goals that you impose upon yourself. However, you need a good leader, you need your firm, you need someone to set a benchmark. Because if you come in and you set your own benchmark without not understanding what it's relative to, you might you don't know if you're falling short or you're overachieving or if you're right where you need to be. Right. So if 
your benchmarks are, say, 40, 50 calls per day. Poor-performing salespeople don't get promoted. That's just the way it works. So in order for you to get the recognition, the identify that you have the ability to execute in the skill sets it needs to get that promotion, you're going to be – you're going to need to be a person that's 120, 130% of their number month in and month out consistently. So if the firm or your, your leader comes up to you and says, listen, our benchmarks and what we're looking for is 50 calls per day. We want you to convert MQLs to qualified ops at 7%. And we're looking for, you know, 10 qualified demos every single month. Well, to an extent, you want to try and create your own formula for success. So. If you can really look at how many dials it's taking you to get a meeting, how many of those meetings are converted to qualified ops, you can start to really figure out day in and day out, what is it that I need to do from an activity perspective to hit 120% of my number, to hit 130% of my number. So you don't want to come in and just be the status quo. You need to identify ways to rise above it. And that formula for each individual person is going to be fairly unique. It's not going to be, well, that top performer over there is making 60 calls, so I need to make 60 calls. You really need to figure it out for yourself. All right, so I'm going to take a quick break here. When I come back, I'm going to ask you, what are the exact KPIs, and I know it's not a one-size-fits-all, but what are some of the KPI examples you can give to our audience, if they don't currently, they should be tracking, whether that be performance, personal, whatever. So stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break, and we shall be right back. Don't go anywhere, guys. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time, make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. All right, we're back. It was a fun commercial, right? Eh? All right, let's talk about the KPIs. So what are some of the KPIs? And again, repeat, these are not necessarily universal, but, you know, these are somewhat generic that we should all be looking at track for ourselves. So I, I think in terms of KPIs, one of the most important metrics or the most, one of the more meaningful metrics for me is really going to be looking at conversions. And obviously conversions is a very general topic, but really identifying what are the most conversions for whatever the role is that you're in. So if you are within a sales development role, the conversion can be MQL to qualified opportunity conversion. What is the benchmark that we sort of put into place within our revenue model as a business? Well, if it's, say, 7%, which is an, an industry standard, you can say, I want to be at 9 I want to be at 10%. Uh, it can be on the conversion side with an account executive. One out of three opportunities closing. You're, you know, you're at a great closing percentage. However, what is it that you can do to identify I need to get this to 40%. So conversions to me is a really true measure of 
execution, but quality work. What you tend to see sometimes within sales development is that it is a role that you can just power through with a lot of grit, with a lot of tenacity. You can make so many calls. You can make a, a, a ton of dials, a ton of emails, and you can get to your number. However, if your conversions are below whatever the benchmark may be, if you're converting at 3 or 4%, but you're getting to your number, to me, there's an inefficiency there. So I think the hard KPI is really identifying a conversion number where you can overachieve. And then again, working with leadership, working with the mentor to identify, all right, well, what are the activity measures that I need to put in place in order to overachieve on those conversions? So what I would do is, to your point, is uh, if you're listening, of course, I would say, what are the things I need to do? I need to track my my calls. I need to track my outbound emails. I need to track my social touches. It, maybe, maybe it's SMS, whatever it might be. And then, to your point, how many conversions am I going to have from an MQL to an SQL? I'd go one step deeper. I'd also say I would do that per activity because, you know, I know when I talk to a lot of the, the people that we have on the show, some of them are saying, no, I figured out eventually I was really good at email. I was really good at phone. And if I was really good at phone, that means I wasn't good at email and I need to get better at email. So they would actually keep a log, a daily log, and they would trend how many calls they made, how many emails they did, how many social touches they did, and they would trend which activity was converting more for them. So maybe, again, this example, I was rocking it on a phone. I got them on a, on a call. I could, I could connect and I could sell. Therefore, I would use that as my own learning plan to improve myself on email or on social and make any changes I need to change so that I could actually show that I was putting the time in and taking responsibility for my own self-improvement. Does that sound fair to you? Yeah, no, that's actually, it's it's interesting you say because it's a topic that, you know, I often talk to to my team about. One of the beautiful things about the day we live in today is that there's so many channels to reach prospects. You have your social touches, you have your calls, you have your emails, Direct mail is still a thing that people are doing and some finding a ton of value within it. So you never want to cut off an entire channel completely. You know, there's obviously tons of content. Cold calling is dead. Cold calling still alive. You know, like which one is it? And I think that you never want to really cut off any channel or a way to get in front of a prospect. But being able to, to your point, track exactly where you're finding the success, where those conversions lie and then lean into it more, double down. If you're getting a lot of great response over social channels, over LinkedIn, in mails, or your cold calling game is really strong, you need to lean into that to get the results you're looking for. All right, so now we know if you're doing those metrics, those KPIs, you're taking ownership of them and you're using them to track and trend and you're using them to influence where you're weak so that you can intentionally do your own learning plan to improve and then doing almost an A-B test every day of, Maybe I'm weak in email, so I want to try this format versus that format, see which format works better for me. That's all good. That's going to help you hit your numbers. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get promoted. That just means you're a good SDR. A big part of the promotion part as well, though, is, you know, what kind of behavior, what kind of personality, what kind of character do you have? In other words, are you the kind of person we want to invest in and promote and continue to bring along? So what do I need to do, Kevin, on that aspect to make sure I'm best suited for promotion on the behavior, the personality, the character side? I think that's a great, great question and a really interesting topic because a lot of the time you can have a great SDR. However, they may not be ready to make that jump into an account executive role. A lot of SDRs I talk with are very eager to get into that AE role because they think it's easier potentially. There's not as many dials every single day, like the hard work that SDRs put in every single day, I think they want to try and get away from it. So 
it's really important. I like to have SDRs start shadowing the account executives. And not from necessarily from afar, because I think there's a lot of, of watching, listening, and learning that happens very organically. But I think what's really important is for an SDR to really walk in the shoes of an account executive. And with that account executive, really identify what are the differences in the actual skill sets? What are the differences in the behaviors? Because they are two very, very different roles. Just because you're a great SDR doesn't necessarily mean you're going to become an amazing AE. Some do. And some of the best AEs I've ever managed, coached anything, came from a really good SDR foundation. So it is a very organic career path, and I think there's a lot of value in that promotion path, but understanding what it takes, understanding why do you want to make this jump? Is it because you just hate the existing job? Because that's not the right reason. But really taking a look at, yes, I think this is a really good stepping stone for me, a role I can really sink my teeth into, and depending on the sales process, what you're selling, the market you're selling into, really start understanding those different factors and say, you know, and have, a, have an honest conversation with yourself and even with your manager, with other senior members of the organization to say, like, A, do I have what it takes? And if so, let's talk about a plan, what else I need to work on, what we can do to get there. And if you don't, it's the same thing. Understand, all right, well, where where's my opportunity to improve? You're still nailing it. I mean, the biggest question I talk to when I talk to, to my reps, I ask question is, where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in three years? Where do you want to be in one year? Because that, A, that helps me understand if they got a plan. B, that helps me understand what I need to do to coach and mentor them. And But the second question is when they say, well, you know, I want to be an account executive. I always follow it up with why. Yeah. I want to know is, are they treating this as a career? Do they just think that the next logical step? I don't know why I want to go there. I just know it's the next step. Or is it because it's more money? You know, and sometimes the answer of it's just more money. Okay. That's your bonovation. That's great. As long as you do the job and you hit your numbers and hey, you've got to have a reason for doing this job every single day because there's going to be days when it's bad. So if you don't know your motivation for taking that next career step and what that role is that you want, then chances are you're not going to get it. And often the best way to figure that out is exactly what you said is to do the ride along, right? In other words, I'm going to follow someone who's there. I'm going to ask them to mentor me, be my buddy. I'm going to ask them all those hard questions. I'm going to think about what they said. And then I'm going to get my head around my motivation. So when someone asks me, they're going to say, Hey, George, love the numbers you're hitting. Your conversions are great. You're making, you're, you're blowing away everybody else. We're thinking about you for the next move. Why should you, we give you this job? It's like, boom, this is the answer. You know why. Yeah, and I, I, I love it, especially, too, when you start to hear answers around, I love helping people, right? Uh, and, again, I think really, you know, you're going to get the standard. It's the next step. It's more money. It's not SDR. But I think, you know, the best salespeople that I've really had the pleasure and, and honor of working alongside and, and working with are those that are just really passionate about people, about solutions, and about you know, whatever problem your your product is, is potentially trying to solve. So those that just want to get a little bit more entrenched in that aspect of it is typically a really good a really good sign for me to say like, yeah, they have really thought about this. And it's not just moving on from SDR or from a junior AE or whatever the role may be. They've really had a lot of thought into this and they're passionate about it. And that to me is a, a great sign to see. We talked briefly there about behavior and personality. One of the things I'll float here Another KPI, you could track some of the softer things. How many times do your peers come to you with an email, you know, face-to-face to say, what would you do here? How did you tackle this? How would you approach this challenge? Track that. 
because if they're not coming to you very often, then they're not viewing you as a leader or they're not viewing you as having that talent, which means maybe you need to work more on your social skills or more on your expertise so that it happens. Again, it's character, all right? It's not just an individual who can close deals. I want to promote character and integrity in my team as well. All right, let's bring this all home. We've talked about all the different KBIs, the soft skills around behavior, personality, creating, intentionally tracking your own plan, seeing the trends, and then doing A-B tests where you can improve in areas where you're weak so you continually are growing and investing in your own growth. Finally, I guess, and what I loved about your point was understand why you want that next position, what it means to you, what's your motivation, because uh, that makes it all clear to you. Finally, I guess, if I've now been given that chance, the carrot's been dangled, you can take the next job, what do I need to be thinking about so that I'm successful and this process can start all over again? Yeah, I think it goes back to really prioritization and narrowing down the key objectives. Because, again, what it took to be successful in the previous role is not necessarily what's going to make you successful in the next role. So truly understanding, starting from scratch, as you mentioned, what are the KPIs, what are the goals, what is a definition of success for me? When it's an SDR, it's typically a qualified op, it's a demo, it's an appointment. And when you're the AE, at the end of the day, it's closed business. And so really starting to reshape or re, you know restructure your game plan. What is it you need to do to, and come into every single day to hit certain objectives that are directly defining your success? Because as an AE, there's a lot more moving parts. There's a lot more going on. And it's really easy to feel like you're working hard, but not working on things that are driving to that definition of success. So define a success metric, have a plan to hit it, and same exact thing, keep optimizing and learning throughout. So the final thing I would say is this is not something you do all on your own. You've got a boss. You've got trusted colleagues and mentors do the career planning with them as well. Go to your boss and say, just so I understand, you know, what's the next logical step? How often is somebody normally in this position? Uh, what has to occur before you consider them for that next step? You know, in other words, the communication back and forth will convey that you want to progress. You'll have clear understanding of their expectations, and then you can work backwards on your own personal plan to make sure you meet or exceed them based on what they expect and based on the timelines they expect. So that's how you take control of your own path to promotion. Kevin, I've really enjoyed today. Thank you so much for your time and your expertise. Absolutely. No, this has been great. Thank you so much for having me. And, uh, again, really excited to connect and keep chatting with you about this stuff. It's always good. All right. So if you're looking for career progression, I just heard Kevin volunteer to be your personal mentor. You can reach out to him at Kevin Moraine on Twitter or go to LinkedIn, Kevin Moraine, just like it sounds. It's nice and easy. In the meantime, if this show, this episode helped you, it will help others. So spread the good news. Share this on social so others can hear about developing their own path to promotion. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we do this show every single week. Thank you so much, Kevin. I wish you much success. In the meantime, folks. That's it for another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Hosted by Dara Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by 
Vanilla Soft. 